Welcome to another episode of All Hands on Deck. We are an LGA-sponsored podcast. I'm your host, Frost, and I'm joined by my co-host, Frosty Salt. <laughs> Salty Frosty Frost. Salt. Salted Frost. That sounds like something that you would put on the rim of a margarita. <laughs> Frosty Salt. Frosty Salt. Mm-hmm. Frosty the Salt Man. <laughs> are we going to get demonetized for that? No, we are not. That's one, we're not YouTube, and two, we don't make money on this anyway. That's So it should say at the beginning, spoilers, we will be talking about the new Spider-Man. Spoiler warning. If you haven't seen it, go and see it and then come back to this episode. We will be talking about Spider-Man. I'm Batman. I'm Spider-Man. That is... I love the house. <laughs> I love where they're just like they don't have bones. <laughs> they just kind of like flop all over. This. They don't have bones. I come over the house. We're best friends. <gasps> oh God, <laughs> that is, those are some of the best videos. That it's like a little <laughs> feeling of nostalgia for me. It's Spider-Man and Batman. I know they did a new. Um, they did a new picture of pumpkin from Batman and Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I follow them on Tumblr. They're actually still active, which is impressive. But yeah. So. Yeah. No, I thought that Tumblr was going to die with this uh, onslaught of the, you know, axing of all of the stuff. And they did. <laughs> I went on there like, oh, there's still people active on here. None of the porn people that I follow. But yeah, there's a lot of people that are still active on there. And I was super happy. And I decided to make a Tumblr for our LGA splash all hands on deck kind of a slice and dice I'm trying to put all of my fan fiction on there and all of our episodes on there well I'll get there I'll get there yeah if I like I, I think I've told you before where if I open up the archive feature of Tumblr my computer crashes that's how much stuff I have on it I, I've had this thing since 2008 so that means that I was a freshman in high school when I had this and I am now 25 <laughs> I'm pretty happy about this one this this one that I have that I was able to unearth and refurbish for all hands on deck purposes is uh, it's a pretty old one as well it's been around probably for a good six or seven years oh, that's nothing yeah nothing to sneeze at yeah, it's been around not that it matters how old the oh no is but i know that people like to make never mind this is gonna just a, that's a point that doesn't matter no the point that matters is that we went and we saw the new spider-man um frost cried uh, <laughs> there were a lot of weepy feelings which um I guess the only complaint that I didn't like, I, I will just get what I didn't like out of the way. I really did not like MJ's character. <laughs> I just, I don't like that. Oh, I like death and weird things because I'm edgy and cool. I just, I, I think that trope is just annoying now. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit of a cliche. What I don't, I'm kind of writing off of that, what I didn't like is that it seemed like their relationship 
kind of came up out of nowhere. Yeah. Because Homecoming, he doesn't even know MJ's name. And Infinity War and Endgame happened, and now all of a sudden he has a crush on her. Yeah. Um, so that seemed like it came way out of left field. So in my mind, I kind of just rationed it off as, well, he's just trying to like move on with his life as about as fast and aggressively as possible <laughs> and yeah. so she seemed like the next best option i guess i don't know yeah it like did. he's just trying to distract himself from tony's death yeah it did. by any means necessary it did it just came out of like left field and like i, I don't like this and like oh well i like black dahlias because of the murder I'm like fuck off like, i i uh, what what murder <laughs> the black I, dahlia murders yeah You've ne- what? Yeah, what is it? I didn't look it up. I didn't want to look it up. What are the Black Dahlia murders? Oh my god. Okay, so it's one of like the most famous murders in all of Hollywood. It's about this woman named Elizabeth Short, and her nickname was the Black Dahlia, and she was found um, bisected, which means she was cut in half, had all of the blood drained from her body, and then it was just thrown out into a field. That's cool. Yeah. Is there like some sort of spooky, like a cult? Um, they kind of, the they think that or? this doctor, that this Hollywood doctor, like something went wrong where she didn't accept hush money for an abortion or something. Like there's not any clear motive or anything that caused it. But no, they just found her body out in the field and there was just really no motive or anything like that. And they believe it was some Hollywood doctor that did it because the, how she was bisected in half, she's cut down in like the L4, L5 and it's the only way that you can cut a body in half without using a saw. Because you're not hitting any bones, you're not hitting the rib cage or anything, and she was it was done in such a precise surgical manner. So they know it has to be some kind of professional that did it. It's from the 40s. It'll probably never be solved because the perpetrator is probably now long gone and dead. So mm. yeah, yeah, I, that does seem pretty stupid that her favorite flower has to be based off of a murderer. Yeah, like I, it seems. It seems kind of stupid when you have to change parts of your personality just to fit this funky, weird personality exactly. that you're trying to just jackknife into. <laughs> yeah, who you your your identity in high school? Yeah, because we all know that she probably she, Black Dahlia wasn't always her favorite flower. I'm sure. Oh like, no. Well, like, what's your real flavor flower? Just for the shits and giggles of it, because we all know it was probably something simple. <laughs> yeah, probably something like a lilac or a lily or something like that. But whatever. Yeah, I, I, I don't like that about MJ. But at the same time, what are high school students but walking cliches to begin with anyway? That's true. So I don't give it too much credit because, like, she that's just how she's supposed to be because she's not anything yet she hasn't really grown up to become anything or to think anything besides just be you know a high schooler and that's her identity in high school so that's her identity in high school says the old woman <laughs> <laughs> i thought the movie was good other than that i suppose i just didn't like how surprising the the relationship between especially how it how jarring it starts okay here's the plan because i really like mj like that's like this the, the second paragraph of the entire movie yeah uh, what mm, okay we're we like mj now got it yeah i thought this trip would have been him in the process of falling in love with her yeah that's what i thought too they just kind of jump also who was it that you, you said you didn't like that it's called that they were blipped right <laughs> the blip that makes it sound less terrible than it actually was 
can you imagine? I'm like trying to picture this terrible, everybody, people died. It's such a stark contrast between Endgame and Far From Home. There's so, it's like totally, totally flipped up on its head. Everybody's happy again. The world doesn't look like it's like it went through a zombie apocalypse. Everything's yeah. all clean again. Yeah, like it, 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 and then they called it the blip. I'm, I'm, I don't know. That seems, that seems a little. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was devastating come, for everybody to come back just as much as it was th that it was when they left. Right, so, like, li like little Mister Tony Stark holding a little like support group. <laughs> little Mister Tony Stark. Oh my God, little Mister. Uh, Steve Rogers. Yes, yeah, Steve Rogers. Yeah, you know, holding a little support group of. You know that th this <laughs> happened and doing all of that. They didn't. I don't even think they had a name for it in in the in the end game. No, I don't think they did either. Well, so they came back and they called it the blip, and then it became a joke more so than it was uh, a a tragedy and a devastating thing that happened. Yeah, like I like that they showed the part where they're in a homeless they're they're at a homeless benefit. And I think about that, you know, their house was probably gone and squatted on and everything like that. So, yeah. So I imagine. And that's why I thought it was really funny that they are making fun of it now. Um, I guess maybe it's because it's high time that everybody got over being sad because Infinity War was sad and Endgame was even more sad. So it's time to look on the brighter side of things. But I imagine that this entire world that they came back into is just as devastating and terrible as it was when they left. Cause people probably don't have homes. They probably still lost loved ones. I yeah. like to think of all of those. Like what if a mother and a father blipped and left their like two defenseless children home in the house and then they just died of starvation and uh, exposure yeah like so and then they get blipped back right and then their kids are dead so that's what i think yeah so i'm wondering why did we call it the blip or like i like the scene where they were looking over the harbor or whatever in um new york and then there's just boats that are crashed everywhere just cleaning up stuff like that like, yeah uh, everything in endgame is dark in color gloomy and then and far from home everything was bright and happy mm -hmm. and like i said everything was clean all of the all of the streets in Venice was clean. What? <laughs> yeah, like that's just strange. <laughs> I liked that their hotel was sinking. <laughs> yeah, which I which brings me to um, Jake Gyllenhaal's character. I think he did a fantastic job playing a douchebag. But oh my god, I loved it. I loved it. He just gave off that douchebaggy vibe from the beginning. Like, mm, yes, thank you. Yeah, thank he did. You. I. I know it was going. He was going to be the bad guy, one hundred percent, from just the trailer. I was like, "Fuck this guy! He's not going to be good." What do you fuck him? <laughs> yeah, no, he did a fantastic job being the bad guy, and um, I, I'm really kind of, I don't know if anybody is going to believe the end part where you know they have the I'm being attacked by Spider Man, and I'm going to go ahead and say. No, nobody will take it seriously because it was the bugle that said it. And the bugle is notorious for being like a tinfoil hat. Nobody ever listens to them. They're psycho crazy. Yeah. And anybody who even guest stars on the TV show or the podcast or uh, the news segments, whatever. And the, even they're like, no, no, I'm here to tell the real story. And J. Jonah Jameson is always like, no, Spider-Man was trying to kill you, right? No, that's not what happened at all. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I, I feel like nobody's going to believe it. I think it was a nice cliffhanger to leave it off with. And the guy... Also, Pepper Potts got a lot of money. She go protect her baby boy. Yeah, like, it'll be fine. <laughs> um, But I it always... When I see a picture of Tom Holland with his mouth closed, there's always a tweet that I go back to where it looks like he's kept a frog in his mouth and he doesn't want anybody to find out. And it's <laughs> the only fucking thing I can think of whenever I see him with his mouth closed. <laughs> Just the way his jaw is cut. Yeah, yeah just the way that. how his jaw is cut. I've, I've, I've heard that before, too. And he actually acknowledged it. And he's like, yeah, I guess I kind of do look like I have something in my mouth. God bless him. He is. <laughs> I, I think out of all of them, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man was a nice. Those are like the dark days of the Marvel film. Let's be uh, honest. Spider-Man 3. Hoof. Rough. 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 Big oof. Big Wolf. oof. Ouch. Hashtag that's a that's a feels bad man. Like, do you remember when Edward Norton was the Hulk? Like, that's the, those. Ooh, I did not like that movie at all, and I still say I have seen all of these movies in the movie theater. I even went to go see that Incredible Hulk. Really? Ugh, it was no good. Yeah, it was no good. No, no. Edward Norton plays roles different roles better. That one was not his. Um, but no, those were like dark, just, dark Marvel days. I have totally spaced and forgotten that Andrew Garfield was Spider Man at one point. I really liked the first movie he was in. It was good. Was it? Yeah. I didn't see the see didn't see those because those had Gwen Stacy in them, correct? Yeah. Yeah, where he accidentally kills her and yada yada. Well, I mean that's. So that's how the story goes. Yeah, I think that's such a nasty way to die, honestly. <laughs> I mean, kind of any way to die is. Well, not she's supposed good. to be. She's supposed to be flung off the Empire State Building by fucking Hobgoblin. That's not his name. The Goblin, <laughs> the Green Goblin. <laughs> yeah, I actually think Hobgoblin is like his son's name. Oh, really? I just think I'm of, not gonna look it up, but I'm. I think sure. Hob when I think of Hobgoblin, I think of what we call the. Um, Hobble or the I think Hobblegobbles because of <laughs> it, it. It started from a Destiny thing. It was an inside joke with some of our friends when we when my ex husband would play Destiny because <laughs> they would all get drunk and they couldn't say Hobgoblin, so it just came out as Hobblegobble. <laughs> Hobblegobble. Then <laughs> that's exactly what they would do in their mics and everything. <laughs> but anyway, um, what I did like about the movie, um, a I love Edith. Even in death, I'm the hero. Stop, Fuck Tony. Fuck you, Tony. Fucking oh, my God. God damn, you piece of shit. I love you so much, and I hate you. Oh, Jesus. Even in death, I'm the hero. You sick, morbid motherfucker. I love it. Like, I know that he sat down to think of, you know, the AI to go with this. He's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he had that in place, like, a long time ago. Oh, though. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, because I think of, you know... At the end of Endgame, when we're watching the hologram after he's sacrificed himself and whatnot, I feel like we just given Tony's character, you know, how he paces around things and he second guesses his stuff. I know that he probably did this where, you know, he's about to die. He knows he's about to die and he's trying to come up with all of these things and creations to leave behind and, you know, write a speech and do all of this because he's that self-absorbed that he has to do it. But then he's then he's second guessing his self-absorbity. <laughs> <laughs> this is like three layers deep <laughs> we're going meta here <laughs> but like i just had a moment where you know he's at his big you know the big table where he can like pull things you know put things together and everything and he's like thinking of names he's like edith and just kind of like looks off to the side he's like even in death i'm the hero and just like goes back to whatever he's doing he's like yeah i like that and he's like stroking his ego to it a little bit like fuck <laughs> 
That's the whole can moment. We, can we stop and like appreciate Jake Gyllenhaal's like overall appearance and the reason why he's doing what he's doing in this TV show is because Tony Stark called his uh, his stuff barf. <laughs> he's like knockoff Steve Jobs. <laughs> He's like St- he's like Steve Wozniak versus Steve Jobs. That's what he is. Because <laughs> the, the the man behind Mac is Steve Wozniak. It's it's not. I'm serious. <laughs> Look it up if you don't believe me. I I, I believe you. Also, I cannot see all of my eyeball. <laughs> A woof. But he called it barf. No, and I like the little speech he's <laughs> giving. You know, all of these people that Tony yelled at him. And I I guess I didn't really think about that. Is that Tommy or Tommy? Tony probably had a lot of enemies in building his empire and Stark Industries. So oh, for sure, yeah. I know there were plenty of people that he probably pissed off, disgruntled employees, possibly a sexual harassment suit here and there. I'm serious. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? No, I'm not. I do not think you're kidding at all. <laughs> but no, I, I firmly believe that. And I think that that was an interesting thing to make that the story, that there was this disgrunt- disgruntled employees committee that... <laughs> That's exactly what they were to a disgruntled employees committee. Do you still need the cape? Oh my god! <laughs> Just like, and how how much of a prima donna could he have been in this entire fucking movie? Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character was just stop i half expected him to be walking around in like flip flops and stuff and everything too, or like socks with sandals. Oh my god, yes. No, he did such a fantastic job like when playing he's, a prima donna. <laughs> like when he... Cause I need a room te- temperature bottle of water, please. <laughs> or, um, you killed my family. Like, that is the weakest. He... Oh my god. And I love it when Nick Fury was just like, now that's some bullshit. <laughs> that was pretty good. I forgot that Col- I forgot how much I did like Kobe Smulders. Because she wasn't in the last... Um, she wasn't in Endgame, was she? Um, the chick that's the right hand. Maria Hall. Yeah. No, she she because she died with him. She got blipped. Blipped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The she snapping. Got, she got blipped, and now they, <laughs> now they don't know anything. That's so funny. <laughs> but no, overall, I I did really like it. Um, <laughs> this is exactly what I told my boyfriend when I got in the car. Like I liked it because he was mad that I went and saw it without him. Like, so I saw the new Spider-Man. It's good, but it's not me, you know, going and watching it again in the theater cut. Ooh. Not like Endgame. Woof. Yeah, Endgame was, Endgame was an experience that I was a thousand percent okay with. The first 20 minutes, I got really tired because I had already seen it. But I'm like, okay, get excited for the fact that he's seeing it for the first time. And with this, be like, I would have just paid $10 to have a nice nap. <laughs> I love Spider-Man with all my soul and would go see it a million times. Yep. Well, you guys can make it a nice date. I love Spider-Man so much. He is my my everything. You're my everything. The way that movie started, though. Stop. Stop. I know. It was like a it was a gut punch right off the bat. I'm I'm legitimately crying off. My I I really loved how they did that. I think it was hysterical. <laughs> you you were they crying. Weren't even, they weren't even good pictures. I was not crying. You were doing the. Ehh. I had I had a I had a a face of not enjoying this, but I wasn't. And crying, I was I laughing think. my ass off. I thought it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> and then they they just really did they did a good job like the end of it just his uh Tony Stark's picture with all of the 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 jets saluting him just stop. Like and I I love that they weren't even good pictures that they got of them either. No. Like the oh, picture no. of the vision was just <laughs> 
didn't look like it was just somebody's like cell phone picture zoomed in. Oh yeah, no, it was totally terrible. And then um, I really liked Tom Holland's little like emotional breakdown in the Jets. Stop. <laughs> That's the part that really got me. I know. My chest hurt like, real bad. Like he did such a good job. His eyes were all red, and he had the crying voice where it hitches. Like he did such a good job. <laughs> He really when, did. When baby started playing with daddy's toys, oh god! And it was it was adorable. But that that music reference though was real bad. That's a that's a that's a big feels bad man. That's a Gen X thing. Or gen, not <laughs> I gen love X, Led gen Zeppelin, hun, hun. I know I know you know better than this. You are a fucking Gen X, not Gen X. You're not even Gen Z. You're Gen Z. Yeah, Gen Z. And you have the internet and fucking Spotify at your fingertips. There's no excuse for this. No, there was none. I'm sh- pretty sure Happy just rolled his eyes. And I, you know, I really liked I'm Happy's so, why role didn't, in it, why too. Didn't, why didn't we see Happy's face to that? <laughs> what did, Tony literally rolled in his grave. His ashes. <laughs> his ashes stirred. Yeah. For a second. So overall, it was pretty good. 10 out yeah, of 10. Yeah, happy, happy was good, too. I enjoyed Happy a lot, especially how, uh, how close he got to Peter in this and how, how open he was. He wants to bone his aunt. Um... That's not what I was talking about. I was just talking about how he. <laughs> Why do you do this? Uh, this I I'm the brutal stark reminder. Haha. <laughs> Why are you the way that you are? I asked myself that daily. I liked how he was wanting to be more of an active role in Peter's life, and how he was more of a support than the first time around because he was just ignoring Peter the entire time. And that little hug that they had in the tulip field, also in the Netherlands, is uh, is such a friendly place. <laughs> wow, everybody's so friendly here. I know where he's stuck in the holding cell. <laughs> that was such an emotional rocket ride that entire time, especially when he started screaming at Happy. How can I know it's you? Stop. That Peter. he clearly <laughs> downloaded porn. Stop, baby. <laughs> We saw that it was an adult film, uh, but I didn't see the title. But by the list of, but by the list of everything, I could tell it was an adult film. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, what else did you do this week? I watched Spider Man, and then I also watched the first episode of Good Omens, which is a Amazon Prime TV show. It has David Tennant in it and somebody else. I forget. David Tennant is such a joy and gem. I think he did a really good job at portraying Crowley. Yeah. And what's the other guy's name? Michael Sheen. I feel stupid now. <laughs> Michael Sheen and David Tennant uh, star in Good Omens. And David Tennant did a really good job Wait. at portraying the demon character. He's such a like a from the from the get go. He like comes rolling up on the on the screen, like swaying his hips. He's wearing like leather pants. I can't wait to watch more of that. It'll be fun. I've only seen the first episode and I have not read the book. I should read the book and I've always meant to read the book, but I haven't. So what else did you accomplish? I watched a really shitty anime. (laughs) Not shitty, but not something I really expecting to to really watch um because it's the first episode of the series it's called dr stone (laughs) it's like a saturday morning cartoon it was an anime oh Oh, yeah i thought you were just talking about like it seemed like a podcast or something no oh no oh no 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 it's a saturday morning cartoon that Mm. is when it pops on 7 30 on saturday mornings that's that's what i watched this week (laughs) it's called dr stone 
it is yeah it um fr- correction friday mornings at 7 30 in the morning um and it's about several thousand years after um this um thing happened something happens where all of humanity turns to stone pretty much and um there's this really intelligent boy named Senku Ishigami yeah Ishigami um he awakens from it i i feel really bad i feel like such a like that's people coming back from the blip <laughs> the anime shut the fuck up anyway he he wakes up from it and sees that you know he's the only one that's not encased in stone and using his little kid brain that's somehow really smart, he tries to reverse the the <laughs> happening. Happening. The, the stone happening. The- <laughs> um so starting with his super strong friend, uh Taiju Oki, um, he awakened at the same time. They try to rebuild civilization from nothing. So, and he only knows that this happened because um, the main character, he only knows that this, the stone happening turned because he counted the seconds. Like, how do you actually count the seconds? I don't know. What is this, like, case closed but buried really terrible? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so He's just super smart, but... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, uh, out of five stars, what would you give it? I give it a three. Okay. It was entertaining. It's good for children. It it's was pretty solid. Yeah. It was a three. Where did you watch it? I found it on Crunchyroll, actually. Ah, uh, bless Crunchyroll. God bless Crunchyroll. But still, like, I watched it. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And, you know, it was lighthearted. It's not something I have to devote a lot of time to because it's it's a children's fault. It's a, it's a children's thing. So it and wasn't it, so bad. So it legit is a children's anime. Huh? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, here, here's a picture of it. Look at, that's the main character off to the left. He's, oh my God, I've been seeing stuff like that all over the internet about it. Did it just show up? Yeah. Like it just started happening? Yeah, yeah. I, it's the first episode that just dropped. So, yes. For some, a lot of people are going on about it. I didn't, I, I don't know if they're good things or bad things, but I have seen that particular face pop up a lot. Yeah, it it, it, it really wasn't terrible. What's the name of it again? Dr. Stone. <laughs> okay. Dr. Yeah. Stone. And it does follow a manga. Doctor, so, doctor, doctor. Yeah, Doctor Stone. So it does follow a manga with it too. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. Mm. It's just him and his friend. They're trying to save humanity, and you know they're trying to build from the ground up. Is so there anybody else, or it's just him and the other guy? Just him and his friend. I wonder what kind of yaoi is gonna pop up with that. Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! Is that, let me see the two characters. Let me get you there. Who's who's gonna be our bottom? Blue hair or brown hair? Oh my god, they're both so ugly looking. I know. <laughs> oh no this is gonna be like something that people ship and they hate themselves for it (laughs) it is (laughs) the blue haired kid is definitely gonna be the bottom he's got some sick abs though the other guy looks like he he has some has some deeply rooted feelings about his friend already just by the the, like the sheer look on his face (laughs) as of right now what i'm seeing i i'll I'll bet you there'll be there'll be a 4chan pretty soon i'm good within the next i'm gonna guess within the next two months there will be a 4chan yeah um so i I watched that and you know it was nice background noise so 10 out of 10 background noise show that's all what we want shows for is just for them to be background noise and not a that's me for my life i I do find it as a source of entertainment but i'm usually you know doing something else and i just don't have the attention span this is such a great hobby for you to have I don't have the attention span to actually watch TV shows, but I'm going to critique them anyway. <laughs> well, like I watch it, but I just my real squirrel brained, squirrely squirrel. Which brings me to I watched the third episode of the OA, 
<laughs> and um, this is definitely the best one by far where um, Prairie is approached by a journalist who wants to talk to her about what happened. And um, she's being held captive by somebody that she's, you know, trying to kill. And she just straight up finds a corpse in the bathtub, you know, just chilling out in there. How can you collectively take a dump knowing that there's a corpse in your bathtub? If you gotta go, you gotta go. I don't know. I know, but can you think of, like, tub girl just looking at you while you're trying to drop a noose? Uh, Skin soup. (laughs) I was gonna say, those are two different pictures from last episode to this episode. Last episode, we were not talking about tub girl. I just wanted to clarify. And I don't know, maybe tub girl, like, if she were, it would give me some support to poop as well. (laughs) Poop faster so you don't have to smell it? Yeah. It just, she and I could have, uh, I could poop like a normal person and then she could give me poop support, I guess. I guess so. But yes, I could I could take a dump with skin soup. <laughs> Gross. No, I couldn't. <laughs> no, probably couldn't. smell so bad. You'd be screaming in the other be, direction. I'd probably be crying. God. And that's why I can't do crime scene cleanup. You know, I was actually approached to do crime scene cleaning. I think it would be super cool, but also at the same time, like, there's just a lot of nasty shit out there. <laughs> well, what I would be afraid of, just given the area that we're at, you, we have a lot of desolate places. So I would really hate where there's just a body that's been sitting there for, you know, four fucking months before the family bothered to call. So they're like solidified into the ground. <laughs> You got me good on that one. I got a full body jiggle. <laughs> That's like some shit that I have nightmares about. Because I could do, you know, cleaning up a stabbing and stuff like that. But like a full body decomp where like the cats have eaten the face off and the fingers and toes. And, you know, there's dried poop and pee. Because your bowels immediately evacuate when you Just die. some good shit. Some good shit. Yeah. Stop. I see that that's the other thing that stopped me from wanting to be a morgue worker as well as because I didn't want to get these corpses in either. I still want to be a morgue worker, but I still don't know about it. Yeah. Well, that's what I think about whenever I go into pathology. Like I know one day I'm gonna have to like go downstairs into the morgue or whatever and you know, have a toddler on a slab that was beaten to death. Like Oh my god. That's the uh, oh my god. Okay. You went into pathology, like what kind of pathology? Um, um, pathology assistant. So I can either go into forensic or I can work in a um, hospital, and um, I can triage tumors and set everything up and work with the physician when they autopsy. So you want to work with dead people specifically? Specifically, yes. I miss when my patients didn't talk back to me, <laughs> and if they did, it didn't make sense. Um. Okay. Did the ask a mortician have anything to do with no. this decision? Oh, are no, you sure? No, no. Um, I got to step in on a surgery and watch it. And then I went back with the pathology team when they took all of the samples and everything. So that was pretty dope. Mm, cool. Yeah. And I know ask a mortician definitely influenced me to want to pursue more pathology and mortician studies. Yeah, no, this is more of like a desk job or I will just work directly under a physician as a PA. But I don't want to do patient care anymore. I hate patient care. I'm sorry for your loss. I hope that works well for you. When school start? Uh, just September. Mm. Just terrifying. How long is school going to be? No, just normal college length. Oh, oh, like. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean to say how long I, will I it take you to get your degree? I don't find out until Friday how far I am in a bachelor's degree, honestly. Oh. So. Well, do, you, do you have like all your generals done? I have a lot. Um, so I have generals from like six years ago that I took when I first went to college and then I did the technical education. So I have a 17 month degree that I have. So 
Yeah, I imagine you probably might be like two years and then you'd be Which done be out of that. fucking dope because then it's another two years on top of it. It's a master's degree. It, that's what a pathicist would be. Oh, shit. So you'd have four years of college in yep. total then. Yep. Ooh. Which I'd be okay with because they make like 75K a year. So. But you have to get to the point where you're making that money first. That's No, the, that's, that's starting. That's starting. No, I know, but you have to actually graduate from school. Yeah, no, no. And that's, I, I realize how much I just hate patient care. <laughs> and that's worth it for me. I don't hate patient care. Patient care is just exhausting is what it is. I don't hate patient care. Patient care just hates me. It does. It does. <laughs> I have, so we have a patient that screamed at us that she needs home health care because she can't take care of herself spoiler alert she can uh. so this is what she said she decided to do she's down in tijuana right now at like a medical spa where they believe that clay and coffee enemas are going to cure your cancer no yeah so coffee enemas think about that cup of joe going straight up your ass stop and she said that she needs to be cared for 24 7 yep Whatever. Okay, good for her. Moving on. <laughs> Anything else that you did this week that you would like to share? Oh, so um, we all know that I'm a pretty big Legend of Zelda player. Finally did all of the fucking shrines, including the one where you have to follow the little Korok. I hate stealth missions. Stealth missions to me is everybody dies. So now, you, now you say do all the shrines as in you did like all 200 of them. You found them? Yeah. Wow. Yep. I don't know. Wow. Good for you. Thanks. I have not. I found like maybe... 40. Um, I'm not going to lie. I did find an interactive map on Lime where it actually shows. <laughs> you cheater. A little bit, yeah, but it's there's still a pain in the ass to find. Like the ones that were on that map, I would have never have found them unless I found a tutorial or something. There would have been no fucking way. Like there's one where you have to stand directly in front of one of those pillars and you have to make the light shine on you in a very, like the sun has to shine on you in a very particular way and setting. And then you have to shoot it with an arrow in that where you have to shoot yourself in the shadow. I would have never figured that shit out. What? Yeah. How can anybody figure that out? I don't know. Like some people are just able to do that. Um, so it, it's just it's it was really really difficult ones like that and it's at the point where it's i'm thinking to myself do i just buy the dlc so i can do more shrines so so i this is i'm only maybe 40 percent into the game at this point and but you found all the shrines yeah <laughs> so yeah. now you have full heart and everything uh-huh <laughs> i actually well, the next of the game the next the rest of the game should be pretty easy then yeah well now it's just kind of boring because it's me just doing side missions so I wish there were more dungeons, which... Why don't you just play the rest of the game? Like, doing what? Like, playing the storyline. There is no storyline. I already defeated Ganon. Oh, you said 40% done with the game, and I assumed you were talking about 40% done with the no, plot. No, no, no. I already, like, did Ganon and, you know, did all of that. Got all of the memories and stuff like that. I already did all of that. Oh. This was just side fodder to get this done. But I was reading when I was looking for it, and um, they've actually released that they want to incorporate more, like, straight-up dungeons in this next Legend of Zelda game that's coming out for the Switch, which I think is dope as fuck because as much as i did like the shrines i do actually miss the actual dungeons like in a link between worlds um you have to go back and forth between the two worlds that link is in and there's one in particular where you have to switch back and forth so many times that you kind of forget where you're going and it's hard to keep track of and i really appreciated the dungeons in that game 
Um, and like even going into the um, the haunted forest and stuff like that. So it's things like that. It's probably going to be like another two years before we get that game. Oh, yeah. It, we're not going to get that for forever. But that is fine by me. I think they did a wonderful job with Breath of the Wild. I so. love Breath of the Wild. Yeah. It's just such a it's just such a nice relaxing game especially the music that goes along with it oh just so when the piano solo intensifies (laughs) i love it i (laughs) the heart attack that game gave me sometimes just running around open world Mm, it was so good i'll probably end up buying the dlc for it and playing it so have you already played the other dlc Uh -uh, i haven't played any of the dlc oh so you mean the one that's already out yeah. Oh, okay. I yeah. thought you meant like there was a new one out. No, no, I, I haven't purchased any of the DLC Spoiler for Spoiler so. alert. It's about Sidon <laughs> when he was like Sidon and Mifa. Oh, of, I like Kind of that. like a little little background. I know. Poor, poor Link got didn't, his Mifa was dead. That was sad. Yeah, no, I think I like that. I, I think out of all of the storylines, I think I liked Mifa's the best. Because Mifa had such an attachment to him and I mean basically built him, you know, husband armor. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted to be with him she wanted that hylian dick and oh, yeah I guess. spoiler alert he really likes zelda <laughs> he really likes zelda yeah i think so oh you think he's in love with zelda in i this think one? so yeah. yeah yeah i think he was in love with mifa i think it was pretty obvious by the hurt in his eyes that he had a thing for mifa and that he 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 grew to miss her or miss that part that he had forgotten what it was like to be in love but i yes i i don't know it's hard for me to pick an otp in that one i link and zelda is always good that was good yeah that's one of those remember i want the memory where he's like looking at a bedpost and it's just her like getting her fucking walls wrecked by link <laughs> okay <laughs> come on they're of age okay <laughs> so I discovered another fan fiction. Of course you did. Shut up. You love that though. You That's like your life. Is you you're it was supposed to be your segment and then it became my problem. I'm sorry. <laughs> I told you I need to download something where like the blind can go on the computer because it's read to them. I just need to get that as an audiobook. You just you you just have the computer read it out loud to you. I think you can do that on any computer. Well, I, sh- I need to because then I will read all of the fan fiction. Because, but then you would have like and then he went to and then they went to and then they that's like what she would have reading it out loud. Like, can you imagine that monotone computer voice trying to read you an erotic scene? I think I would end up laughing my ass off actually. Well, that's definitely not something I would want you to do for this fan fiction that I found because it's fucking sweet. So the fan fiction that I found is called Make It Sound So Pretty Even When It's Not by Problematic Pleasures. I love that name. (laughs) That's definitely a name I can associate with Problematic Pleasures. Uh, This is the tumblr as well so problematic pleasures on dot tumblr it reminds me of that comic where the guy's like how could anybody be into this then he looks at the computer real hard then he looks away he's like shit i'm into it (laughs) that's me half of the time it's me all of the time the story is on archive of our own and you can also check out their tumblr like i said problematic pleasures dot tumblr dot com so this story what's the story about i'll give you three guesses because it's just kind of my theme right now and it'll probably be my theme for the rest of the summer i really like peter parker a lot in any kind of facet so this one's about peter parker falls in love with pepper pots whoa 
Who would have known? <laughs> so in this one, it was like it's implied that uh, Peter had a thing for Tony and that he loved Tony in a way that Pepper loved Tony and that she understood how Peter was mourning him. And he's the only other person that she can relate to on that. Right. So uh, he starts coming around the house a lot to provide comfort and help and do whatever he can around. And after like a year or so, they keep developing more of a deeper and deeper relationship with each other and just kind of mm, like their, their love for Tony and how nobody else really gets it and kind of that heartache in his absence. And cause those were the two people that were the closest to him. Well, I mean, once upon a time, Steve was and then Rip. He, <laughs> that. So, and it gets more complex and he starts to develop picture or feelings for uh, pepper. And it, at first it was just, he was just there to be, in somewhere where tony had called home that's what he wanted but then he became like he saw that it was home and it could be a home to him and he saw pepper and morgan as home and so he is of age and he's 17 years old and pepper uh she gives him drinks sometimes and they talk about what it used to be and kind of what the future may hold. And she invites him to bed and then they start a relationship and the story kind of builds up to that and then ends with them having a relationship. But just that relationship scene where they hit it off, it was just fucking it was perfect. It was just so this little yummy slice. It was so fucking good. It was so well-written it had such purpose it had great imagery and it had a lot of emotion behind it too which i really respect because there's a part like after where peter is washing up and he's in the bathroom and he the shower gel he picks up is is tony's shower gel and oh and she never threw it away no yeah she like she still has his watches around she still has his clothes around and his shower gels in the shower and like peter was in love with Tony, not in just like a mentor way. It was implied that he loved Tony and wanted to be in a relationship with him. And so he smells the shower gel and he just starts crying and like Pepper gets into the bath with him and like holds him and they cry together. It's so fucking beautiful because they don't, it, there's no words needed to be said. And so I really appreciated that. It was just kind of like a somber moment. And then she gives him some of uh, Tony's clothes to wear. And I just like, it seems like a crazy horror movie like this would be the prologue to a horror movie but it wasn't yeah like part of me should i should have thought that it was creepy that he started he wore tony's uh clothes and had probably had washed with tony's shower gel but at the same time i did not think that at all and instead i was just i found myself super satisfied with it well he is kind of taking up this place and he's okay with it and this is just part of his grieving process like this is this needs to happen and it's not weird for either of them i like it when something weird happens and both characters understand it's weird but they don't ever acknowledge it because they just they just they get understand it. it's a mutual agreement yeah i really like it when stuff like that happens and having read this after seeing far from home or around the time of seeing far from home it seemed so appropriate that this happened because in a way, it's almost they talked in Far From Home that like Peter, like Tony left Peter these things specifically. So it seems like Peter, Tony wouldn't have left so easily if he didn't know you were going to be here after. And so uh, I like to think that like towards the family, too. And also just the way that it was portrayed and written 100 percent accurate and realistic, 100 percent believable as far as a man and a woman erotic 
uh, content is concerned. I wish you had read it so that I could, because there's this part that I, it's, it's hard for me to explain. <laughs> you could tell that the author knows knows her his or her shit like they know what's up uh by kind of because peter gives her head and how that scene is described is not so flowery language but more realistic like Hmm, interesting like she's rubbing against his tongue and he's like wiggling his face back and forth and then like she he pulls his face away and his face is like dripping and that's 100 percent like that's exactly how it is. It's more realistic than it is flowery language, which I'm I'm really bad at using too much flowery language. <laughs> so I really appreciate that this one the was... The nitty gritty. This one was down to earth and very realistic. So very well done. I enjoyed reading it so much. Mm, go read it. Archive of our own. <laughs> so speaking of video games, um, we have been trying to get put this together for what, like seven months now? <laughs> Where we want to stream. And we kind of wanted to touch on what kind of brought us into video games because it's we do talk about them a lot and frost is a part of a different podcast about video games that's lit gaming arena podcast i i'm not as i wouldn't i'm kind of that person i am that person not kind of where i don't really like to watch tv shows unless it's a complete series and it's kind of the same with video games to where I was really not hesitant to get into Breath of the Wild, but I didn't think there was going to be a sequel um, anytime soon. So I'm like, okay, fuck it. I'm just going to play it and I'm going to enjoy it and whatever happens, happens. Um, Because growing up, I played a lot of PlayStation 2 games and PlayStation 1 games. Um, Specifically, I still have my original early 2000s copy of um, the Toy Story 2 game for the PlayStation 1. I still have that. I have all I have all of the Spyro games still that are from my childhood. I still even have my original memory card that's like 15 years old at this point. Um so I have all of that stuff and then there were other PlayStation 2 games that I played like I played a lot of the Splinter Cell. Um I played those and then um Hitman 2. Fuck yeah, I played some Hitman 2. <laughs> I even played some Halo back in the day. But um, what I was more drawn to video game-wise is I like more fantasy. There's a storyline that you don't quite deviate with. There's puzzles in it. Just definitely fantasy. Um, Like the Jack and Daxter series um, with Jack 2 and Jack 3. Um, There's another one called Kaya the Dark Lineage. I think I've talked about this before. And again, it's fantasy. She's in a different dimension, a different world. And she has to go and defeat her father, who's the evil ruler of it. Um, So I played more of those games and when they started to come out of style where you have more online gaming, um, things like that, I just, I don't really pick up the controller to those kind of things. Those, those are not my forte. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, and I don't mind choose your own adventure ones like Until Dawn. I talk about this a lot where we played it on a Halloween under, um, we were intoxicated and we played it. And we got to the point where we saved everybody, but my ex-husband fucked it up and everybody died. <laughs> and I was so mad. That's so a I, good game. I do. That is a good game. I like games like that. Um, I like choose-your-own-adventure games, too. Um, it reminds me of the Goosebump books that you got as a kid. You remember those? Yeah. <laughs> when I say that I do that now, it's mostly Frost playing a video game and I watch. <laughs> well, because you said in the past that you've had... Uh... 
I have a lot of sickness. Yeah, I have a lot of issues with that perception. So things that are in first person, my brain cannot comprehend it. And it does make me very ill mm-hmm. after a little while. Like even the camera settings, um, like active camera settings versus passive camera settings, like what some of the older PlayStation 2 and 1 games have, I have to be in like complete control of the ca- I have to be in complete control of the camera. If it tries to do its own thing and correct itself, I get really sick because my my brain just can't force that. So in in the realm of video games, then with us being able to finally live stream like we've wanted to, what what have video games brought to you as a fan girl? Kind of just a place to shut off my brain <laughs> and to get invested in something like Detroit Become Human. We got really invested in that, honestly. I love it when they give me something to obsess over, a little a little nugget to tie me over into the next big thing. Like the whole scene where, you know, you got to get Hank into the bathtub because he's drunk. Like I loved where he, Connor breaks into his house and... <laughs> I love the way he breaks into the house, too, in Detroit Become Human. Connor breaks into the house, not gracefully like you would expect a robot to do, but he just kind of ungodly flops through the kitchen window and hits the fucking floor like a lot of bur- like a ton of bricks. I love it. So Detroit Become <laughs> Human was good in that sense. Um, and it, again, it was one of those choose your own adventure type deals. And then we we also went through one. How did you even find Hellblade? How did I find it? Yeah. It was um it was on Game Pass. No, it wasn't on Game Pass. It was just for free on Xbox, so I played it. And we got fucked in the ass. <laughs> that Hard. Was, that was good. That was Hard. a good game. I realized that I had hallucinations. I didn't want that. <laughs> I told my psychiatrist that he's like, You found that out from a video game? Like, I just I thought it was fucking normal. He's like, That's not normal. <laughs> that one was good and bad at the same time because it it fucked with me a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> it triggered my own manic episode and I had to deal with that in my own way. And so you're, what I'm hearing you say then is that you like impactful. Yeah, I like things that are impactful. I, w- I was I was going more along the lines of like, what are your favorite like gross shipping? Like, What, what are your favorite oh. gross obsession video games? <laughs> like oh. I was I was expecting to talk about Twink Link for a while. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. You're, well, what, I'm sorry. What you said specifically was even better, but but now <laughs> what else? What what has so, it offered so, your Fujoshi feelings? So Twink Link definitely. <laughs> I even bless, you know how you can go bless to bless the Gerudo outfit. Yes, you know how you can go to the dye shop and you can change what color it is. I have it as like this fruity ass yellow too. I tried the different colors and I didn't like them, so I just kept the original color. Really, I li- most of my stuff has just been totally blacked out. <laughs> I have never changed out of the outfit unless I absolutely have to. That's funny. <laughs> or like, my- I just think it's really funny because like seeing any kind of like where he first puts it on and he's like, "You think I'm pretty?" and he's blushing like, "Oh, stop, stop, <laughs> that precious baby." But but you know you look pretty. Do you still ship him? Oh with yeah, Zelda. Yeah, when he's like that. <laughs> yeah, I think that he would put it on for her, and she would. Oh, love it. that's so sweet. Yeah, that gives me feelings. I like that. Yeah, and then from the the Jack and Daxter series, so and jack was jack was pretty fucking hot back in the day yeah so there's this leader but then, but then he got that beard and i wasn't so sure about him anymore no. no well in the second game there's the leader of the underground named torn and i have seen some spicy images of him and torn like getting it on and just 
mm, gristled men coming after battle and like taking care of each other. Mm. I never see Jack was just somebody that I like to view from afar. I never shipped him with anybody. No, and I didn't either. This was fairly recent, actually. And oh, so when I, I found it, I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, when you go back into the past and see something that could have been. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, because like they ship him with um, Ashlyn in the third game. And then the second game, it's with his childhood crush. I forget what her name is. Kira or something like that. I, yeah, I literally Kira. have played them like once in my life. Oh, those. Back, back okay, so you ago. you know how you have the the Kingdom Hearts games. These are the ones that I played obsessively over and over. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So I played these obsessively over and over. I know the story, all of that, the lore. <laughs> so I played those a lot. And yeah, just that gristled man and look. And I just like the whole concept of the world that it was into. Like shitty dealings with the government at the time. That's that's the kind of stuff I love. I and you know, freaky men off to battle, getting on with each other afterwards. Gotta have that. It's pretty Heck good. Because yeah. he has like this really intricate face tattoo as well, too. Torn does. Like I, I'll pull up a picture for you. But oh, just he's just such. He has like this really gravelly voice too, and just the thought of that gravelly voice just up in my ear, telling me that it's okay for me to come. Stop. <laughs> Your thirst is it's truly a marvel. <laughs> so for me, video games have been introduced at the same time that I became a disgusting Fujoshi. This all happened at once. I didn't have video games when I was a child. Everybody had the Sega and the PlayStation um, and Game Boy Color and all that. And I did not have any of it until I was probably in middle school. So that was the first time that I was allowed to have a video game. And around that same time, between seventh and eighth grade, I also discovered Yaoi for the first time. Which was courtesy of fucking gravitation. Thank you. <laughs> this is gravitation. Pretty much. So so it all happened at the same time. So naturally, me being a Fujoshi at such a young age that got into anime and got into video games hard, I video <laughs> games was basically just I needed to have them to s- satisfy this desire for fangirl content i guess uh some of the games that i really fixated on was kingdom hearts thanks to my friend who uh kept nagging at me to play it so i finally played it and then i had to ask myself like where has this been all my life um how could this happen to me dude don't even talk to me about that i literally would listen to the simple plan cd while i would play kingdom hearts on mute like shut up (laughs) that's that's true i would listen i would put kingdom hearts on mute and i would listen to simple plan or my chemical romance or fucking fallout boy (laughs) mostly of the time it was fallout boy uh Sora and Riku that was a thing uh, a big thing for me and then when that game uh released a new uh season no when it released a second game when I was in I don't know I think it was like a sophomore the huge 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 one for me was actually Roxas and Sora Again, I always go for those weird ships that nobody else likes. And so for a long time, Kingdom Hearts and shipping everybody in Kingdom Hearts was kind of like my identity. (laughs) That was my identity was just being a thirsty, disgusting fangirl, ruining fandoms and making people hate me. I was one of those people. I continue to be one of those people. I'm not sorry. 
Uh, so video games have always had to be, they've always had to have a storyline and have characters that have personalities that I can therefore get attached to and have unhealthy relationships with. That's like a must. <laughs> so some of my favorite video games have always been Bioware games because of how uh, interactive the characters are and how deep the storylines and the character personalities are. I also look. <sighs> I love Garrus so much. <laughs> I don't know what it is about him. I just loved him from the first time I ever saw him. Okay, he's just beautiful. Him and Tolly. Can you imagine how disappointed I was when I couldn't have a relationship with Tolly? <gasps> I know. I love Tolly. Emergency induction port. <laughs> I think I would love it would be so intricate and be such a pain in the ass, but she would be such a fun person to cosplay. Yes, I'm sure she would. I I mostly because I like that little purple thing that's like like the cape thing that's on not the cape but the cover that's on her helmet. I really like that. Her veil. Yes, that's, that's a, yes that's, her veil. I could not think of what it was. That's that's the general term for something like that. I that couldn't think over. of what it was. Maybe a a a, a, a Turian not a Turian a Korean version of a hijab. Yeah. <laughs> But no, she would be such a cool person to cosplay. Even Liara, like with her hair and everything like that. I think Liara would be pretty dope too. And that's I've seen some people pull off some Asaris and they look really good. Yeah, like you need to have the right body type for it. Like Liara's kind of beefy. She's kind of a chunk in all the right ways. I don't mean that offensively. I mean she's just she's got some she got some loves to hold on to. Yeah. No, well <laughs> what I was thinking about, you know that big little music video that we watched and you liked how chunky she was and she jiggled in all the good places like that's I how i imagine it. liara naked i love it i, I love, love it when little. a woman jiggles in all the right ways she's got some chubby chubs in her bellies and i just want to mm. no she looked good anyway back on the point um what are you what are you trying to say little big. oh just, little big i'm sorry it's a little big not big, <laughs> big little i knew what you were talking good about lord Sorry. She is so pretty in that music video. Fight me. She is. I love that she's singing in the phone booth, though. I just love her in general. Like, there's another song that they do where she's she's that woman at the bar that nobody wants to hook up with. Because she's Heck just, yeah. like, slobbery, drunk, and out to have the good time because it's her day off or whatever. Yes, 100%. She's my spirit animal. Beautiful. I really like that. And I think of that especially, too, how they have the, um, the Dragon Age characters, too. Like, they're built pretty well, too. Like, Cassandra looks like she could fucking beat you up. And she can't. I, I, I love Cassandra so much she is my forever girl there's garris and then the other one that's as important to me as fenris <laughs> and they love Cassandra. his little twinky butt <laughs> it's funny because he's like 100 not a twink though but he like i look at him and think that he's a twink he is not i mean yeah he's an elf but he's not i think it's he, because i just, just I, that's a terrible thing to associate but i think twink and that's, elf go that's, hand in hand that's racist it is. Fight me. <laughs> oh. Let me look at a picture of Fenris again to make sure we're talking about the right person. Yeah, no, total, total Twinkie Doodle Doo. He's, he's an angry ball of angst, and it's hilarious. I cannot tell you. Romancing him was probably a really good challenge. I actually had to go back and play and replay and replay again a couple of parts and so that I wouldn't lose favor of him because I was playing the game that would save the mages and in that game he hates mages 
So when you're in Dragon Age, there's mages are the bad people, basically, and your characters can either hate them or love them. And I was trying to save the mages, and that's not what Fenris is all about, but I was still going to romance his ass whether he liked it or not. God bless. So I was able to save the mages and romance his ass. <laughs> I had, yeah, I had to play it again. And even then, like, the, he's such a complicated romance grab, too, that there's a couple of ways that you can land um the sex scene with him you can Ugh, <laughs> yum <laughs> you can land it or sometimes he just disappears and you don't land it at all and then it just happens randomly so it's just hmm I, so that's what it, that to me video games that's what it's all about yeah is being able to pick that yeah well i told you i watched the mass effect video like the the movie that they had right oh, rough the one with beefcake rough. yes <laughs> rough like rough as in bad bad oh poor beefcake it hurt me oh poor beefcake it hurt me <laughs> on a deep and spiritual level but no i really enjoy just that kind of you know thing that you can pick out of even a video game where it's not something i don't know when i think video games i don't necessarily think romance stuff just because the, the video games that i played as a kid i mean they had light romance but not to the point of you know mass effect where they have sex scenes and stuff like that or dragon age so that was kind of new to me um when we kind of started you no know, college when college hit i didn't realize that that was really a thing like oh you can fuck in this video well game? it was it was kind of up and coming it kind of yeah. it kind of became a thing with dragon age yeah because there's even there's somebody that i i follow on twitter that also hosts a podcast where <laughs> she played the game for the first time uh the first dragon age and she was confused because she wasn't aware that there was a sex scene and so she oh my had to stop playing the game because she was like i think i just had sex with zevran and then she had to stop playing the game because she was really uncomfortable and didn't understand like didn't know if she liked it interesting or not. yeah and now she's playing the mass effect game and she asked who she should romance and i was like just to be Garrus. Thousand percent. Uh, are you about ready to do some calibrations? Because I'm about to be in the middle of your legs or something like that. Heck yeah. Daddy. Except for he's not daddy. We've established this. No. He's goober. <laughs> but no, I think it'll be interesting. Do we have... I, I, I know... For the audience at home, I would at least like to dick around in The Legend of Zelda. I have it saved to where there's, like, some things that I haven't done yet. Where, like, I'm missing some shrines and things like that. So, I need to get a new controller now that I think about it. But, yeah. There's something wrong with my right joystick where it dips the camera in a different direction. And the, um, it dips the camera in the wrong direction. And the motion control isn't that good. Which is really annoying whenever you're trying to aim with an arrow. Which, those ancient arrows, bro, I was stuck in a situation where I did not realize there was a fucking Lionel around the corner. <laughs> and I had a duplex bow with an ancient arrow. Sigh a fucking Nara, bro. <laughs> Peace the fuck out. Well, it's to the point where I'm just OP as fuck at this point where, like, I've sold a bunch of stuff and I have a bunch of rupees and, you know, I just buy ancient arrows. I think I have, like, 45 of them. Like, <laughs> you're, just, you're just going around fucking up everybody's day. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Parry this, you motherfucker. Um, like, I'll go and dick around in the castle and it takes, like, four to really fell one of those, like, big guardians. Like, fuck off. I, I, I have the high ground here, Anakin. <laughs> What's your favorite video game ship? I really don't have one. Yeah, you do. I mean, I have one, but... I mean, I really like Sidon 
and Link, but it's not like my favorite. You're forgetting the big one. You're going to like make a really gross sound. I can't think of it. It's it's not with Hank Shepard. and Connor. Yeah, but it's not my favorite. It's not your favorite. I no, I really. I mean that. Yeah, it's great. Hank and Connor is fabulous and delicious. But like, I thought that was like op. Know. Yeah, I, I guess. I I I haven't really watched anything with Detroit Become Human lately. So the the fascination kind of died off. Aw. So they'll yeah. always hold a special place in my heart. Yeah. I feel like if I did a binge and, you know, looked at some fan art and stuff and did that, I'd, I'd be back on board. But it's been a little while since we played it and did that. So um, it's free on uh, PlayStation. Oh, now it is. By the way. Well, I mean, nice. almost a year after it came out. Yeah. And I think it did fairly well in sales. So I love that studio. I love that director that did that. It was such I can't wait for the next one. Because he did Heavy Rain as well, too. Right. Yes. Yeah. And Heavy Rain was also a phenomenally amazing uh, game. I played that not during the time it came out, which is, it's actually a pretty old game now. I played it just recently, last year, and it was still, it still held up perfectly. It was such oh, a great good. game to play. No, well, it, it's funny because my favorite video game of all time, which is Kaya, it doesn't have a romance in it. So I guess I just have that dissociation where, you know, a, a video game romance is great, but I'm more concerned with the action and the gameplay. You know. See, for, I'm, the, I'm the exact opposite. For me, it's all about the romance. And that's so much to the point where people are talking to about video games. And I'll be like, oh, that sounds good. And then their immediate reaction will be, oh, you probably won't like it because there's no uh, choose your own romance or there's no romantic plot. I'll be like, okay, I guess. Yeah. No, I can see where that can. Like Everybody likes to ruin my, ruin my good ruin time. Ruin your fun. How dare we? You won't like it because it's not Bioware. Well, you know what? They aren't really putting anything out there. Now, what am I supposed to do? Just to fucking give Hate up on, on video everything? games? Yes. I was actually playing uh, Spider-Man today. I had to go and get the Far From Home suit. It's Yum. the best suit so far, if you ask me. And that's not you just think because so? I'm biased. Yeah, no, I think so. I had a problem with almost all of the suits in there. They just kind of seemed off. Uh, and the one that I wore throughout most of the game was the black cat suit. Uh, cause I don't know. I just like that one, the way the all black looked on him. But, uh, since far from home was released, <laughs> insomniac released, uh, his spider suit that he wears at the end of the game. And then his night monkey suit. <laughs> oh, they have both. They have both. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's hilarious. Oh, it was so cute. Mm, excuse me. And I like how the movie did a little gentle nod to Insomniac as well as the game because they did a pose like he was tweeting and taking pictures of himself while he was swinging through the city at the end of the movie. And one of the poses he does is one of the pictures in uh, the game. So yeah. uh, everybody at Insomniac was like super happy and they clapped and it was it was cute. And everybody clapped for them. <laughs> yeah, I remember playing the, the Spider-Man 2 game on the PlayStation 2. My Oh my god, this Insomniac game gave me everything that I wanted as far as that was concerned. Like it did such a good job at holding up to how good that old that old Spider-Man game was. This this Spider-Man game is it's a year old now and it's still amazing. It's that good good. So what the fuck is on 4chan? <laughs> Salty. I love when you have to specify what size of futa. <laughs> 
this 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 week on what the fuck is on 4chan we often talk about the specifications that come along with some of these threads this time it was what was it it's regular sized futa <laughs> no 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 i thought you said it was something along the lines of not regular sized it was like Shit. uh reasonably sized reasonably <laughs> sized futa reasonably sized futa <laughs> can you please let's get some futa at a size that's anatomically possible because we're like the three little you can't bears say, you can't say regular is regularly sized futa because what does that imply that implies that the you know regularly sized futa is futas with huge dicks so when you say reasonably sized futa, reasonably sized you, we're like the three little bears you either need giantess <laughs> futa or you need micro miniature futa we want re- reasonably sized and then there was what hyper anus yeah they look like (laughs) they look like donuts they look like donuts and i don't want to think about that (laughs) i don't Oh, what the fuck is on 4chan? Everybody's favorite okay, segment. Okay, there's one, and it goes, Hey, guys, it's milk. Eat calcium to prevent your inner skeleton from rebelling. I'm afraid to click on this. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm afraid to click on it as I'm clicking on it. It's just leaky tit. Oh, leaky Jesus tits. Oh, so it's a lactation. Yes. Milky and the brain. <laughs> Look how puffy her nipples are. Look at that. That is disgusting. <laughs> they look like cow udders. That's the point. That's the point. <laughs> and like her pussy is this perfect pink color too. I don't like that. Pussies don't look like that. That is just disgusting. They look like oxidized hamburger. <laughs> they do. Jesus <laughs> Christ. You know, I can you know, I, you know, do you want to know a fear of mine with child rearing and childbearing? Um that you're going to split from you're going to split your taint, so you're just going to have one from look, the vagina to the anus. Look, I, I, I already <laughs> one super vagina. I, I already have a lingering feeling that I'm gonna need a C-section with how small I am. Okay, so that's that's not my fear. My fear is that I'm gonna like pull off my shirt and like do this, and it's just gonna squeeze and drip and go everywhere. Like if I haven't pumped or something. What? Okay, the well, that's gonna happen. There you go. <sighs> Damn it! That just happens. Sometimes you can just poke it. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but I have a serious sometimes, question. Haven't you ever heard that in the past where, like, sometimes women will smell, like, formula and then they'll just start dripping? No, I've heard of, like, when women hear other babies cry, they'll start lactating. Yeah, or or when they hear their baby cry and then they'll start lactating. Mm-hmm. Um, No, have you ever shot your breast milk at anybody? <laughs> like, just straight up took a tit and squeezed? No. Because I feel like I would be that much of an asshole that did that to like my husband or something. <laughs> no, I gotta say I did. I've never. I did not. You have squeeze. two perfectly good tit cannons, and you didn't even put them to good use. Uh, excuse me, my tit cannons were very broken. Fair. They got plugged all the time, and I almost died several times. Like the time that we had to take you to urgent care, and you were just kind of in like a daze getting. <laughs> That was terrible. Okay, that imagine was horrible. imagine like one imagine having a hot bowling ball stuck inside of your boob and it hurts and it's throbbing. I will it hurts never just f- thinking about it. I will Ugh. never forget you just totally out of it and you, <laughs> you were trying to breastfeed your child and then the other boob was leaking and you just sat there and stared at it leaking like you didn't do anything about it. Wow. Good. <laughs> you just stared at it. <laughs> sounds like a something that sounds like a me thing i would do it was a me thing that you did you did it <laughs> i think you just want to put that entire day out of existence oh i did oh, that's, that's 
that tends to be the case when you have a newborn is that you just want to you want to live you want to live and go on and forget that those were ever a thing oh especially when it's in the summer i hate <laughs> this <laughs> i can speak from experience i hate having newborns in the summer it fucking sucks yeah and he was well no he was pretty good in the summertime though yeah. but anyway there's nothing new in yeah i would be i would be great as the lactation <laughs> Yeah. No, I wouldn't. No. Um. There's really nothing. There's a draw thread, but there's really nothing in like Yowie Yowie. No, it's dead. That's okay. Cat Cause boys. Because I had some <laughs> some cat noir. Mm-mm. No, just cat boys. Just cat boy. Well, you you could expect a picture of cat noir to pop up in there. He is the cat the cat boy. He is the national anthem for cat boys all around. Like that one with the pole. That I think that's your favorite. His stick that he beats people with. It's uh, called the staff. Uh, so this has been an episode of All Hands on Deck. We will be starting to stream. And it'll be so much fun. Please check us out and join us. Our Twitch will be the official LGA Twitch stream that I will link in this podcast episode so look at the comments or the uh, the the description the description it'll 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 be there for you uh so that will be mondays that'll be 7 to 8 p.m mountain time also you can follow our handles twitter is going to be lga frost that's that's me because uh rms all hands on d is is gone it's gone oh well and then our Instagram, RMS, all hands on deck. Don't forget to join our Discord. That will also be in the description. And check back in for next episode on next Tuesday. This has been All Hands on Deck. Have a good night. Bye.